When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Burt Show. You were so done with your marriage in October, and then you said to yourself, you know what, I'm not doing anything about this. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. I'm, I'm not going to file. We got Halloween, you got Thanksgiving. Some and holidays, and you got Christmas, and you're like, man, I'm not going to do it here. But man, I'll tell you what, come January 1st, oh, I'm calling a divorce attorney. Well, there's a reason why January is called Divorce Month. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's why we have Jared Oxendine in this morning. Um, hey, Jared, how are you? Good morning, Burt Show. Doing <laughs> Great. Thanks for having me on. Attorney uh, Jared Oxendine. Um, Jared, we were just talking off the air, man. He was just like, yes, come January, the phones are ringing off the hook in the office. That's right. Holidays can be stressful, and a lot of people are already in a bad situation before the holidays, and then they go into the holidays, and it just gets worse, and you're doing the in-laws and all the kind of stressful things, and they just grin and bear it, and then January 1st hits. It is like the dog out of the cage on the first day of hunting season. All right, so if you have a question, because I, I've gone through divorce, man, and it is a mountain, an emotional mountain. It, it All the details is a mountain also, and sometimes you have no idea where to even start. If you have any questions on how to start a divorce, uh, Jared is here right now, uh, again from Oxendine Law, and you could call one, um, I forgot the phone number. 855 Birch Show. 855-237-8746-23-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years-years
you know, or woman, I've had females do this too, mm-hmm. where you're so controlling, right, of your spouse. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I have, I have spouses that are not allowed to touch the thermostat. Right? I mean, their spouse is that controlling. Like, if they touch the thermostat and lower the temperature, raise the temperature, they're in trouble for it. And then that snowballs into micromanaging the finances and what they do during their free time. And it's just, you know, snowball effect. Well, I do kind of understand the thermostat. one eight five five Virtue. All right, so before we get our, our caller on, um, and obviously there's like um, client attorney privilege and stuff like that. And so obviously, you know, keep it anonymous. But I would like to spill a little bit of tea. What's the worst thing you've ever seen? Oh my gosh, I've had so much crazy stuff. I mean, I have had probably the worst thing I've ever seen is there was this, I represented the wife and she was married to this big wig financial guy. I mean, he was like the top guy, one of the major financial firms, international financial firm. And she went to the back of his closet one day and she found some female clothing that was not hers, including high heel shoes and dresses. And, you know, she found this box. It had some, like, videos in there that were kind of, you know, not of the type of sexual stuff that she was used to. And so, long story short, I mean, this guy was a cross-dresser. And you actually, Mm -hmm. if you worked at his firm, you had to actually buzz his office. He's on a separate floor by himself. He kept his office locked. And you had to buzz him and give him like thirty minutes advance notice just as a coworker to visit him at his office. So who knows what this guy was out doing? Right? Not wow. only on the streets, but wow. also in his office. So sure. he was a cross dresser. I mean, it's just all kinds of crazy stuff. Jared Oxendine from Oxendine Law is here, a divorce attorney. If you have any questions at all, you've been thinking about it. One eight five five Burt Show. Hey, Kristen. Good morning. Do we? Hi, thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining. What's up? Um, so I am separated from my, um, soon-to-be ex-husband. Uh, we have joint 50-50 custody of our two boys. Um, he makes, uh, at least double the amount of income I do. Um, so I'm just wondering if, you know, once we get separated and everything or go through a file for divorce, if I am owed any of his income or especially 401k retirement or anything or how that works. Absolutely. So anything acquired during the marriage is marital. It doesn't matter if your husband is the only one that acquired the money in his 401k, for example. If it was earned during the marriage, you've got a claim to it. If he's the breadwinner and he's been supporting you financially and you haven't been working, for example, he's probably going to owe you some alimony, not to mention child support, even in a 50-50 situation on custody. If he makes more money than you, he still would have to pay some support. So make sure you have a, a consultation with a very good, experienced divorce attorney so you can get what you're entitled to. I feel like today I hear a lot more men be vocal about their fear of getting married, even if they're in love because of what divorce could look like. Do you think that's a legit fear or do you think a lot of men are misinformed in that area? I think it's both. I, I will say the, the marriage rate for the younger generation is on the decline. Mm-hmm. It just is. That's a fact. Um, society has changed. Cultures have changed. You know, it's not frowned upon as much to see two people that are living together. You know, it used to be they're living in sin. You know, they're living mm-hmm. together and they're not married. That's not really around as much anymore. But think about the example where you need some protections. If you don't get married, you spend 20 years with somebody and let's say they're the one making all the money. They've got all the assets in their name and then you break up, you get nothing. So let's talk about that for just one second. I'm glad you brought this up because the trends are starting to change now. So let's say you do live with somebody for 12 years, 13 years, but you never get married. It's very different. Like, what is it called? Common law marriage? Is that a thing? That went away in 1997, January 1st of 1997. So after that date, if you enter into a common law marriage, it's not recognized anymore. So your example, 12 years, if your name's not on anything, you get nothing. So if you're going to stay together 
and not get married. Make sure your name is on the bank account. Make sure your name is on the house. Can't do anything about the retirement account if it's a 401k, mm -hmm. but you got to be careful if you're not going to get married because then you don't have that legal contract. Mm. Um, I, I want to ask because I, Britney Spears got screwed and I don't want anybody else to get screwed. So I read her book and in it, they had her file for the divorce because ultimately she ended up getting screwed because then she had to pay for all of Ke Kevin Federline's attorney fees and she didn't realize that. Like they had spun it for her that for um, public opinion, it was better for her to file than for him to file because then she looked like a bad wife and mother, et cetera, whatever. So I wanted to ask you for others. Does it matter who files or is that only this situation because there's so much at stake? Um, like, is there a benefit to filing first? Is there a benefit to filing second or not fi having the other person file? couple benefits to filing first. So if you file first, you're controlling when the process gets started. You're also controlling whether or not a hearing gets scheduled at the time you file the case. The strategical advantage that I like is in court, if you filed first, you get the first word with the judge or the jury and the last word. Other than that, there's no benefit. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Hey, Lindsay, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. We've got uh, Jared Oxendine in here from Oxendine Law. He can help you out. So I am currently in a wonderful marriage. However, my husband did have um, children prior, and they were not married, but they have all the child support and everything set up and all of that. And I was curious how that works um, now that we've gotten married. Does that get looked at again? Um, I actually make more money and didn't know how that works. So you're worried that he's going to have to pay more child support because the two of you have combined income now. Right. Not true. So the his child support okay. obligation for his other children is only going to be based on his income. So they can't look at your assets or your income and in coming up with his child support obligation. Um, there are two people that are married. Um, one of them is screwing around on the other one so much that the other one's like, I can't take this anymore. We are going or getting a divorce. Does a judge actually look at infidelity um, in divorce cases or does it not matter at all? Judge does. Now, I will say it doesn't make as much of an impact as it used to. It used to be if you committed adultery and that was the reason for the divorce, judge was going to hammer you. Now, unfortunately, the judges see that all the time. You'd be shocked <laughs> how many cases involve adultery. And unless it's just a crazy case, the judge still might divide all the assets 50-50. You know, the, the example I always like to give is I actually represented the bad guy in this case. I represented the pilot and his wife was disabled and she required caregivers to take care of her. And so what he did is he ran off with his airline stewardess, left her high and dry, stopped paying the bills, stopped paying for her caregiver. Yes, in that case, he got hammered and the judge gave her most of the assets. My other funny story is I represented the wife in this other case and her husband was a serial adulterer. Mm -hmm. And we came up with a scheme. She did not want him to get any of her assets. So she came to me and said, what can we do so that when I get divorced, I get everything? And I said, you know what? Let's do a postnuptial agreement. People don't know this. You can do a postnuptial agreement, which is like a prenuptial agreement, but it's an agreement you enter into after you get married. So we drew this thing up because she caught him red-handed. And it said, if you ever cheat on me again and I have to file for divorce, I get it all. Mm. He signed it. He, oh. Oh. he signed it. What dummy? Six <laughs> months later. Six months later, guess who's sitting in my office? <laughs> <laughs> and she got it all. Genius. <laughs> all right, that is attorney Jared Oxendine from Oxendine Law. You guys, I'm sure, have a website, right? We do, oxlawfirm.com. Appreciate you coming on in. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed it. <laughs> the Burt Show.